Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, this is Dewey Jenkins. Most people think my first name is Morris, but it's not. It's Dewey. Mr. Morris was the name of the man I bought the company from back when I was young. I'd like to take a few moments to say how proud we are to be Panther sponsors. When I told the team at Morris Jenkins, you would have thought I was sending them on a free trip to Hawaii. We're here for the Panthers, and we're here for you too, whenever you need us. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends, Kristen Balboni, Miles Simmons, and Will Bryan. It's that time of the week, the Happy Half Hour podcast with your friends, Kristen, Will, and Miles, presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me his plumbers and AC techs secretly wear Panthers jerseys under their uniforms. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit MorrisJenkins.com. Well, there's no need for them to keep it a secret anymore because the Panthers went into Atlanta and got their third straight win, tied for first in the NFC South going in to week six games. Uh, Will, you broke down last week for us the hierarchy of the NFC South rivalries. How great is it to say that the Panthers went down to Atlanta and got that win? How about us, man? <laughs> How about us? Who, who'd have thought, man? Who'd have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. <laughs> I, think you, I think the words you were looking for there was look at us. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how what is how about us? How about us? Look at us. It's the Paul Rudd. It's Look the Paul us. Rudd if anyone's it's the, it's been Yeah, a long if anyone time was confused. If anyone was confused like I was until we You could said tell Will was thought. waiting on that one. Will was, was ready for it and I was then just didn't between quite that in a how it started versus how it's going meme. <laughs> but I figured, you know, I've already done that like two weeks ago. So <laughs> you, that's why I don't run social media. Let's be real. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've been seeing your tweets getting a lot of love lately. I mean, I mean, sometimes when you, you know, when you, you, you hang out with the people and you're like, hey, retweet that, retweet that. Oh, like, okay. that's what it is. That, that's why poor Miles didn't get as much this week because he wasn't sitting next to them. He was down in Atlanta. That's right. Miles and I. I had a great time. Miles and I made the trip down um, to, to watch the win in person. Will said that he would absolutely not be going under any circumstances last week because he does not like Atlanta, nor does he like Paris. But that's a conversation for a different day. But, but Miles and I had a great time. Yeah, it was nice. It, it was really nice to just be in the stadium and in a press box mm-hmm. and watching a game. It just felt like a sliver of normalcy in a time that is absolutely not normal. We're going to get into the game in just a second and hand out our game balls. But what was your one f- non-football observation from being at Mercedes-Benz? 
Um, it's okay. It's a really, really nice it's theme. So, it's like it's so a, nice. It's it's a monstrosity though. Like it is just like this big like, sort of I don't know spaceship like extraterrestrial looking thing that is just dropped into the middle of Atlanta, and it's cool. Um, it's funny because the the only other time I've been there was Super Bowl Fifty Three where the Rams lost to the Patriots. And, like, I had realized, and I was texting some friends this, like, I had blacked out most of the things that had happened in that game. (laughs) And, obviously, you know, it's one of the worst Super Bowls ever played, so that's probably part of it, and the team that I worked for lost. Um, But, like, it was funny as I was sort of walking around in different places in the press box, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, that happened, too. You were having repressed memories pop back up? Yeah, they were just, it was all coming back. (laughs) Uh, it was like, you know, that Celine Dion song? It was lost long ago, but can it's you, all coming back to me now. Can you sing a little bit more of it? I don't remember baby, it. Baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I did remember it. That was mean of me. Uh, but a great win for the Panthers. And, Will, you've had this great idea that we're going to start handing out game balls. I mean, Trey Boston does it. Matt Rule does it. Why not well, why us? Why not us, man? Why not us? Why not us? How about Look at us? us? Yes. Look at us. Not me. Um <laughs> So we we did this uh, Monday and put it on the website, and then we also allowed people to vote. So let's go through who we picked for our game balls. Will, why don't you kick us off? Game balls. Stick this in your trophy case. I mean, I picked Teddy Bridgewater. 261 passing yards in the first half, uh, you know, which was second most in franchise history. I mean, he's the guy, you know— you need a quarterback in this league. You need a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, that's efficient, and that puts up big numbers. And he's doing that right mm-hmm. now. And I don't think anyone believed that he would be doing it at this level at this time of the year already. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I went with Mike Davis for obvious reasons. Uh, great game overall. Um, had a touchdown. Had Will, what's the number? What are the yards from scrimmage? I should know this off the top of my head. 149. But I don't. 149. And and he got to do it at home in front of uh, his – he had a group of family and friends there. I saw him get to wave at them at halftime. And then, of course, after the game, uh, he grew up in Stone Mountain, went to high school there, which is right down the road. So local kid getting to come home and have such a big impact on the game. And, man, he just does not go down. He it's, really doesn't. He really does not. He'll drag guys with him, but he's like, look, you're going to try to tackle me? Good luck. And it's just so fun to watch him. And I was talking to to Matt Rule, and he said, you know, the way he plays gets the sideline fired up, and you can see it. And so i just uh, really happy for him. He He's just such a nice guy, and he's got that big smile, even though, Miles, as you said in your article, when he plays, he's playing angry. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was cool to see him. It's been cool to see him over this stretch without Christian McCaffrey uh, show everyone what he can do, but I am just a sucker for a hometown story, and I imagine that that's just got to be such a cool moment um, to, to get to go and do it in front of your family and friends. I'm sure it was, and it's it's good that, that you know he was able to do it in front of the family and friends. There were um, select state select fans in the in the stands um, there at Mercedes Benz Stadium, mm-hmm. so that was cool. I, I picked Justin Burris well, for my game ball for obvious reasons. Yeah, and you know it was unfortunate that he didn't get the scoop and score earlier in the game. Um, but to be able to keep your head in it, to keep playing, and to get that uh, interception in the fourth quarter where it really looked like the Falcons were making a, a good little comeback there. I, I thought they were going to score in time. Yeah, yeah. And for Burris to play the way he played, and he said it after the game that the Falcons un- undoubtedly thought that they had a mismatch there. When you get mm-hmm. a safety on a slot receiver – 
and Burris just really covered it extremely well. And when the ball came, it was basically right to him. He stepped in front of it, got two feet in before he fell out of bounds, and boom, that that gets the Panthers the takeaway, and they really needed it. So we also allowed everyone to vote on Panthers.com. Again, a a great idea uh, of Will's. And now I, the thing was, I thought everyone was going to vote for Justin Burris. So I said, look, I'm, I'm going to take Mike Davis. I'll let someone else take Justin Burris because of, you know, the the interception that really changed the game. But I got to say, the fans sided with me on this one. Ooh. And Mike Davis. But I it think was, it was it me. Was I think you. it was me. It was my persuasion. Totally you. As, yeah, as the paragraph <laughs> I wrote. I really think it. Uh, yeah. People were like, you know what? I was going to go Justin Burris or Teddy Bridgewater, but Chris didn't convince me. Yeah. So final results of the poll. Out of 546 total votes, 69% for Mike Davis. Nice. 18 for Teddy Bridgewater, 9 Justin Burris, 4% other. 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 Who else? Let's let us know. Make your case in, yeah. make your case in, the, in the Twitter comments. Um, but I do like, I, I like that there's an other on there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, you know, the, the cool thing about this win, and, and Will, you mentioned this when you talked about Teddy Bridgewater's first half stats. I think it was like 312 yards of total offense in, in the first half. Um is that a lot of guys shined? So yep. we talked about we talked about Mike Davis, we talked about Teddy Bridgewater, um, but we saw all those receivers step up in Curtis their Samuel. own. Well, Curtis Samuel, Oof. yeah, looked great. Mr. I mean, third down, yeah, yeah. Mr. Third down. Love to get to see him showcase his his versatility. Love that they got him involved. DJ Moore turned the Jets on. Still running. <laughs> Still, Still running. Running um, for that fifty seven yard touchdown. And then of course Robbie Anderson, who has just been so great throughout this entire season so far that it's funny that we're just now talking about him. But he continues to just deliver every single week, and we don't want that to get overshadowed. And Miles, I know you had a chance to to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, it was good to talk to him. Um, and I got to talk to him a little bit one. On one, and I think what you're saying, Kristen, is absolutely true. I mean, he is now fourth in the league in receptions right now. He's wow. got 36. He's fourth in the league in yards receiving as well with 489. So he is well on pace to have his first season with over a thousand yards receiving. And like, I mean, when you're at 500 almost, yeah. and, you know, you're only five games in. That it's he's poised to really exceed that. And you know, his receptions per game, you know, in New York in those four years. It was at 3.3. Now it is at 7.2. So he's being utilized as a complete receiver. And so I asked him if he ever felt that he was underestimated as a receiver before this year. Do you hear something? Overheard. Yeah, you know what? It's always been so crazy to me. It's like, what well, it never made sense to me, and if you look at this from a logical standpoint, now anybody that really knows football can tell you this. The hardest ball to catch in football is a deep ball. So everybody always say, well, he's only a deep threat. He can only catch deep passes. He can't catch short routes. It just sounds stupid because it's like, if he can catch, if I can catch a deep pass, and that's 30, 40, 50 yards down the field, however many yards in the air, why, what makes you think I can't catch a short pass? It just didn't make never made sense to me but you know people a lot of people you know just you know everybody's entitled to their opinion that's something i learned of my career i never really let it upset me i up it more so upset me you know with like what well, my coaches wouldn't let me do certain things when i knew i obviously that i could and i knew i could make an impact doing it but you know it is what it is i'm focused on now and i'm just happy to be able to run the route tree and you know do a lot of intermediate things and catch and run and like play football you know and that's something I really like. Really like strive on perfecting is my routes and getting open and you know doing those type of things. Like that's football. Like it's fun to do that. Route somebody up and 
you know, get open and do those things and run and catch. So that was just one of the things that uh, Robbie and I talked about, and I think it really makes a lot of sense, right? I, what he said about the deep ball and how it's the most, and how it's the hardest uh, football to catch. Mm-hmm. You know, it, when you have to track it, when you have to do all these different things. Of course, you can have a guy run crossing routes underneath and then catch and run, especially if he's fast. Like that's that's how you beat man coverages with, is with crossing routes. So I think it's interesting now that. He not only is in a place where he's able to do that, but he's got a quarterback he really trusts. That was one of the other interesting things he told me is that he almost thinks of Teddy Bridgewater like a coach as opposed to more than just a quarterback because of the way that they've been able to work together. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Coach Rule earlier this week, and he said the same thing. I said, when did you know? Because he said, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is one of the smartest football players I've ever been around. And I said, when did you know for the first time, like, oh, this is, that's, that's this guy. Like, he is that smart football player. Um, you know, was it the first conversation? And, and he said, he said it was, he said, you know, Joe Brady knew him so well from their time in New Orleans. He said the thing that has really been great about Teddy is that he is like a coach. And he said, now there, there are other players like that, but sometimes uh, the the players are coaching in a way that you don't want them to be coaching, which hmm. made me laugh. You know, like they're yeah. they're going to be coaching, but they might not be saying the same thing uh, that the coaching staff is saying. And he said that Teddy really is an extension of exactly what they want to do as an offense. And so he takes that to the players. And, you know, we know that he gets an extra time. He started with, with Robbie down in South Florida uh, when everyone was still – um, under lockdown and they had a chance to to play together he goes into the offensive line rooms but the good thing about all of that is that he's doing it as an extension of the offense um, and is perfectly in sync with with Joe Brady and and Matt Rule which I think is awesome it, it really is all coming together because you know you have that connection between Teddy these receivers and you have this connection between this offensive line you know uh, uh, Miles wrote this great article about the way that the line is is coming together to protect Teddy to protect this uh-huh. running game uh, to protect the passing game, no sacks allowed in the last two games. And one of the things I really love is after all these rushing touchdowns or after all these touchdowns are getting, it's like Taylor Moten's the one spiking the ball. Yeah, like I think that's fantastic. There's there's just so much synergy both from you know the five and Teddy, but then the five in front and Teddy and everybody else. You know, every everyone on that offense is is one organism. I think it's great too. It feels like this coaching staff, you know, whether it's with Robbie or whether it's uh, Pat Meyer having these offensive linemen um, prepared to step up. You know, Russell Okun was out. He was back for this game. Um, but it almost doesn't matter who's in there on the offensive line, and we've seen them had to shift uh, to shift around in several different ways over the course of these first five games. But it just feels like this coaching staff is able to identify um, potential or talent where other people may have written guys off and then also get the most out of these guys. And I think – Mike Davis is a is a good example of that. You know, look at what he's been able to do uh, so far. Yeah, exactly. And the the good thing about Mike Davis is that you know I think he's very humble and he understands what his role is on this team. And I it sometimes when players come in, they're like, yeah, I should have been doing this all along, and da 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 da. And that's not who Mike Davis is. Mike Davis is a, a good team guy, and I think that entire running backs room really is. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, we appreciate you listening to the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me the Panthers make him proud and he's honored to support the team. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. All right, Will, it's your time to shine. You got a stat of the week for us? 60% of the time, it works every time. Stat of the week. The Bears are coming to town. The it's Bears. the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Carolina has played the Bears 10 times before this Sunday. So, 10 games. In those 10 games, there have been eight returns for touchdown. Either punt returns, kick returns, interception returns, fumble returns. That's more than against any other Carolina opponent. Now, that's both teams. The Bears have contributed to this. Uh, Carolina Panthers fans are going to remember that game back in 2017 where uh, the Panthers held Chicago to five first downs and still lost 17-3 to off of Eddie Jackson's fumble and interception return. But Philly Brown in the last home win had a punt, re- uh, punt, recovery for, uh, punt return for a touchdown back in 2014. So eight returns for touchdowns against the Bears in 10 games. Uh, so we'll see if that continues on Sunday. Uh, we are definitely going to talk more Bears in just a second. Let's take a quick break right now, and we'll come back with more on the matchup with the Bears. Hi, this is Dewey Jenkins. Most people think my first name is Morris, but it's not. It's Dewey. Mr. Morris was the name of the man I bought the company from back when I was young. I'd like to take a few moments to say how proud we are to be Panther sponsors. When I told the team at Morris Jenkins, you would have thought I was sending them on a free trip to Hawaii. We're here for the Panthers, and we're here for you too, whenever you need us. All right, Will, as you said... Back at home this Sunday, taking on the Bears. And one thing I noticed, you know, just from an overall sense, is that the Panthers are finally opening as a favorite in this game. And and you can take that, you know, for what it's worth. Who knows uh, how the line might move or how it's moved in the past. But, you know, I know it's a division rival with the Falcons, but the fact that they opened as an underdog last week against the Falcons, who were then 0-4, I was just like, come on. Like, come on. And I, but I think it's an, an overall a good look at, at where we all are now with the Panthers. I mean, we all know it's a lot more interest in the team this week going into this game than maybe in weeks past. Um, I think people are starting to, to see what, what we've been seeing and, and respect the team. I, I think Panther fans hate this, honestly. Some do, at least. When, when we put out the pick in it last week, the first two, the, the, Car- the Chargers game and the Cardinals game, everyone picked against Carolina, clean sweep, go out there, upset everyone. And then it's like, oh, no, Carolina is getting picked to win against Atlanta. And, like, all over Reddit, everyone's like, oh, no, this is the kiss of death. People actually think we're going to (laughs) win. Like, there's this weird kind of uh, mentality kind of deep in Panther Panther land of on on the Internet of not wanting to be favorited, of wanting to continue to be that underdog and sneak up on people. Um, I don't think they're going to be sneaking up on people at least anymore right now. Everyone's talking about this Panther team as as being on the rise. And this is going to be an interesting matchup with the Bears, Miles, because I, I feel like the the big consensus around the Bears, right, and we've heard it so much, is that this is the worst 4 and one team that anyone's ever <laughs> seen. I mean, but that's what everyone has said yes. it. Everyone yes. has said it. Um so there is the danger maybe of, and this could be a media narrative as well, but there is the danger of, you know, now the, the Panthers have won three straight. Everyone thinks, okay, well, the Bears are 4-1, and one, but, you know, they're not great. They're not really, you know, true 4-1, and one, if you will. So so what do the Panthers have to take care of 
in practice this week and then in the game to make sure that, you know, they come out on top and and kind of show the Bears for what they are. Well, the, the Bears are 4-1 and one because of their defense, right? They have not allowed an opponent to score any more than uh, 26 points this season. And, you know, in most of their games, they've held their opponents to, to point totals in the teens. So that's really hard to do, and especially in a year where teams are scoring at a record Pace. I think we talked a little bit about this yeah. last week. So that's why they are as good as they are. That's why they're four and one. Now, what you have to do is make sure that their offense doesn't get going. Because if that offense does get going with the defense that they have, well, then that's how they're going to beat you. And that's why they've been switching quarterbacks. I mean, that's why Mitchell Trubisky. Um, was benched in favor of Nick Foles because they felt like Foles could run the offense at a more efficient rate. Now, if you watch that game um, between Tampa Bay and Chicago last Thursday, I mean, there were some ups and downs there, right? And and what uh, the Bears were able to do is get a late uh, takeaway late in that first half, and then that allowed the Bears to go take a little bit of a halftime lead. So if you are able to play clean, and make sure that Teddy Bridgewater has been protected as he has the last couple weeks. Keep Khalil Mack in check. Mm. Then, and that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a very difficult task, right? Um, then that's going to be the way that you're going to be able to win. But uh, again, it's tough against the defense, and everybody always says defense travels. We'll see what happens when they come here to Charlotte. It was funny last week. The, some of the narrative around Atlanta is that they had this mindset of you know all these blown leads. Obviously, the Super Bowl, and then these blown leads this year. In the fourth quarter. Well, the Bears are the other side of that coin. They're a team that's had three different comebacks where they were down 13 or more points and have come back to win. In four of these wins, they've come back from down 13 or more. So this Bears team, like, they're not scared of anything. And they, they're kind of wearing this, like, worst 4-1 and one team as a badge of honor. You know, they're kind of like, yeah, okay, let, let's, let's go. Let's see who else we can beat. Um, so they they have a, a, a definitely a, a very tough a winner's mentality coming into this, and it's more than just Khalil Mack. You know, you look at Akeem Hicks, Roquan mm-hmm. Smith, like mm-hmm. all of these guys on this defense. Uh, you're really going to have to to really scout all of them. Yeah, the one thing I've noticed about this Panthers team that has just impressed me so much is that you know I think except for maybe in that first half against uh, Tampa Bay where they had some big mistakes and, and went down 21 nothing at the half. It never feels, you know, on either side of the ball, like the game gets away from them too much. Mm. You know, you, you never see another team really go on a, a big scoring drive where it's, where it's out, of, out of reach for the Panthers. I mean, they can control that offense and, and take time off the clock. And I just, I've just been really impressed by that. It just seems pretty balanced, pretty even, like, okay, and, you know, they – They've been moving the ball well, converting those third downs. And I, I just think it's really impressive. Um, and at some point, that, that will get tested. And, you know, as you said, the, the Bears are a comeback team. So we'll see if this team can kind of continue that steady um, command uh, against a, a team that we know can, can come back in a big way. And one thing that Panthers fans should be on the lookout for is that if the Panthers get a third down stop in the third quarter during a home game, one lucky fan will win a smart home smoke and carbon monoxide detector through Morris Jenkins' protect and check sweepstakes. So if the Panthers get a fourth down stop in the fourth quarter, the same fan will also be going home with a $1,500 gift card. Be sure to check out contest.panthers.com for more details on how you can enter. Pretty sweet right there. That is dope. Yeah. All right, it's time now for our weird question of the week. Uh, Will, you talked about the 
the mutual respect um, between the offensive line and Teddy Bridgewater. You talked about Taylor Moulton spiking the ball down in the end zone. And one thing we learned about Teddy and this offensive line and, and how close they are is that, you know, Teddy's given them nicknames. So he revealed last week that he calls John Miller Big Boosie. Miles wrote a great piece on the origin of that and the fade. It's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Moten is Timo and Mike Davis is Little Timo, which makes me laugh. Um, so I thought in honor of that, the weird question of the week should be, do you have a nickname? And it can be one you either love or one you hate. Will? Well, we can't also forget Russ Dickless yes. for that offensive That's line. That's true. It, although yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that didn't come from Teddy. That came from Big Boosie that he calls Russell Okung Russ Dickless, which I just think is awesome. It is great. All right. So back to me. Um, I had one in middle school and then I had another one in college. Okay. So I'll give you both. Okay. The first one came out with when I was in middle school, any given Sunday came out. And so I was steaming Willie Beeman. I like it. Okay. Yeah. I like it. That was That's my, just, just based on the fact that your name is Will. Yeah, and, and Will Bryan. So like Willie yeah. B, yeah. Willie Beeman, you know, whatever. So yeah, that was my that was my AIM screen name in middle school. Oh, the, you called it Willie AIM? Beeman. I always said AIM. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I said AIM, Will. Thanks. Thanks again. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and then in college, one of my college roommates, like when it was discovered that I had four names, and like my first name is actually Charles. Yeah, go. Can you go, just yeah, give, please, everyone please the, give everyone the, the your four full names. four name breakdown? Charles William McFadden Bryant. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the McFadden for me. It's mm-hmm. the McFadden for me. It's the Charles for me. <laughs> yeah. So he he called me Chucky Will. Chucky Will. Yeah. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue. No offense to your college friend. Yeah, it didn't catch on. Yeah. But he's, he's still <laughs> trying to make possibly. it work. He's trying to make fetch work. So he's still trying to make Chucky Will a thing. Oh, I'm trying to make fetch happen. Well, you've messed up like every pop culture reference I think that you've tried to have. He keeps trying to make fetch work. It's stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Well, at least I got fetch right. You did get fetch right. Goodness. Miles, nickname? I don't really have many nicknames. Um, Like these? No. I mean, like smiles, people would call me that, which is like ironic. As a kid or, you know, now as an adult? No, as an adult. (laughs) It's kind of like the Miley Cyrus thing where her fans are called, what, Smilers or something? I, I Honestly, I don't know that I think one. That's but true. I think it's funny that the when he said it's ironic. No, it is. Because, I, yeah, you yeah, because I'm not a smiley person. That's why. Well, I don't know. I mean, you've been under a mask since I've, since I've <laughs> known you, so I can't tell. I mean. That's kind of fair. But yeah, no, I'm not really I'm not really a smiley guy. So like, that's part of why smiles is. Uh... Do you have an S in your name somewhere? Or you just replace well, the sm- S from Miles and put it well, in front of smile? Oh, yeah. An S? What do you mean? Like at the end of the I don't know. Like miles? People, what, is, what, like, what are you talking about? People put well, like my first name in front of my second first name, and so they made it. A, I don't know if you had an S first name and in front of Miles, so it became Smiles. No. Okay. Uh, we're going off the rails here. Yeah, Sorry, I've Kristen, had a bad what's your podcast. Nickname? No, uh, mine is. I think the one that I'm. Uh, that's the I get most commonly called is. Um, Balbiz, and that was from my time at ESPN, and I get a lot of questions about like. Oh, you know, how did that come about? And I'm like, well, okay, my last name is Balboni. So what happened was, um, and that's what they called me. That's what Green Angola called me on the show for the three and a half years I was there. Um, but it came about because on the first day that I started working for them, um, Greeny came in. He said, well, you know, what's your name? I said, Kristen. And he said, well, we don't go by first names here. You know, you can't just like come in here and say like my name. We're not going to call you Kristen. Like that's ridiculous. Um, everyone has a nickname. 
And so he started calling me Balboni, my last name. And then that was kind of, he went through like a big Snoop Dogg phase um, where, you know, everything was like Izzle and Iz and all that kind of stuff. And I think it was, I think it was a few years late, um, (laughs) honestly, but he he did go through that phase. And so it it was a Balbizzle and then Balbiz. And I I still get called that by, by people on the internet to this day. So that's it, I'd say. Matt, you got a nickname? Uh, in high school, people called me Hogan a lot. Well, that's um, your last name. And, yeah, so. I know. And then, people really call, <laughs> and then people called me Hoagie a lot because of the Hoagie's same Hoagie's good. Uh, and then lately, since I started this job, Mick has called me Podcast Matt. He does call you Podcast yeah. Matt. If anyone else yeah. called me that, I would be like, that is zero creativity. But Mick just has a way. I don't know. It, I like it. It flows well. It. Yeah. yeah, it flows well together. All right. For, for Chucky Will, Podcast Matt, and Smile Simmons. I'm Mal Biz. This is the end of this week's Happy Half Hour podcast. We'll see you next week. Panthers fans, be sure to stay connected to your Carolina Panthers with the Panthers at Home membership presented by Coca-Cola. For only $65 per month, you'll receive unique Panthers items delivered to your home, pregame virtual film breakdowns with Panthers legends every week, chances to win autographed items, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, and much more. Visit panthers.com slash membership for more information or to sign up today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.